you and Decade on X-System restoration was decided on the 1st of March 2019 by the General Assembly in a unanimous decision. Um, and we have um, in the resolution a clear recognition of the fact that we cannot continue to degrade our environment because it starts to impact global health, it starts to impact the economy, it is bad for climate change. So we have to halt, prevent, halt and reverse the loss of degradation, uh, the loss and degradation of ecosystems worldwide. That is the aim of the, of the UN decade. And um, as such, uh, we're very pleased that all member states are behind this idea. And indeed, there's quite a lot of enthusiasm already building up, not only in countries, but also with the private sector and very broadly across a lot of citizens as well. So what's being planned for the release of a report? I believe you have a report that will be released on the 5th of June, and it will be also the official opening of celebrations and programs during the World Environment Day. On uh, the 5th of June, when we launch the UN Decade on Ecosystem Restoration formally, we will also table a report indeed that will make the case for why restoration is not a luxury or a nice to have um, item on our political priority list, but it is absolutely essential. There'll be no chance to achieve the Paris Agreement on climate change and no chance to achieve the sustainable development goals unless we restore ecosystems at a significant scale, simply because the productive capacity of agriculture, of fisheries, of forests is dropping. We're losing uh, ecosystems at an alarming rate, but also the degradation of land that is already um, the case today is affecting, is negatively affecting 3.2 billion people uh, already. So this is a day-to-day -day issue for almost half of the world's population, and that number is growing. There's been an estimate from the Intergovernmental uh, Platform on Biodiversity and Ecosystem Services that this degradation of the related ecosystem and biodiversity loss costs the global economy 10% of the global domestic product every year, which is by far more than the costs of the pandemic, pandemic to date. And this happens every year. So we, are, uh, we have to stop that bleeding uh, urgently. Yes, you have issued a very good report, a 48-page report, actually, on the United Nations Decade on Ecosystem Restoration. So it has a tagline that is 10 years to restore our planet, 10 actions that count every single day. So what are these 10 principles, 10 guidelines that you have? So in our strategy that guides not only the work of UNEP and FAO as the co-lead agencies, but also of all our partners and, and everybody who wants to be involved in the UN decade, is that we have three main pathways to address this, this uh, momentous challenge, a huge challenge to restore hundreds of millions of ecosystems by 2030. And the first pathway is that we want to build a global movement around this topic by connecting all the organizations from the World Bank to local NGOs that are already working on it. And there are thousands of restoration organizations already 
and building that movement and that um, political uh, will um, that this generates will then help us to further build capacity and channel finance into this emerging sector. We definitely already see that investments in nature are on the rise. They are turning into a, hopefully within a few years, into a multi-billion dollar annual market that will also help to create a lot of jobs. UNEP also published a report about two weeks ago on the current levels of stimulus spending in the wake of COVID-19. And out of the um, roughly $15 trillion that are being programmed uh, for the economy around the world at the moment, only about 18% are, can be considered in some way green. So um, either in support of climate change or biodiversity or tackling pollution. And that is clearly not good enough. We can do uh, much better and channeling some more funds for ecosystem restoration would also help to create quite quickly in rural areas and elsewhere uh, jobs that are now badly needed in the wake of the pandemic when we need to rebuild our economies. And investing in nature, of course, would have a lot of additional benefits over and above creating jobs such as securing well, our future. What are, uh, how would you describe that you can, in your uh, guiding principles, you talk about set the right incentives. What does that mean? What do you see is possible? What does UNEP see as possible? So at the moment, uh, to give you one example, the world spends, um, by some estimates, around $5 trillion a year on fossil fuel subsidies, um, and um, a slightly smaller amount, but still significant in the hundreds of millions on agricultural subsidies. And often these subsidies drive further environmental degradation because they pay for outdated policy objectives, which might still be relevant, like social cohesion across a far-flung country or um, a wealth transfer from the urban centers to rural areas or to keep food prices low. But these policy objectives can also be achieved in other ways without degrading the environment. So we advocate for, and that is very feasible, to of course stop all fossil fuel subsidies. That is something that the Secretary General of the UN has explicitly uh, called for uh, already last year. And when we do that, of course, rechanneling some of that money and repairing the damage we've done to nature and creating millions of green jobs in the process is a logical uh, next step in the philosophy of building back better from the economic meltdown that we have um, at our hands at the moment. On the 21st of March, we celebrate uh, the uh, forests, right? Restoration of forests are really crucial also in this decade uh, we have ahead. So under the Bone Challenge, more than 60 countries have committed to bringing 350 million hectares of forest landscapes back to life. How do you see the leadership role of uh, country members uh, into achieving these goals? The role of governments and country leadership is absolutely essential. We see this in um, across all the areas where we see good progress. The main ingredient of success is, uh, in almost all cases, political leadership, and often and increasingly uh, so at the highest political level. Uh, 
One example is that um, El Salvador was the original country that put forward the UN Decade Resolution and um, has since then made a lot of efforts to get the entire uh, Latin American region behind the idea of ecosystem restoration. And about uh, a month ago, all the environment ministers of Latin America adopted a regional action plan for ecosystem restoration for the implementation of the UN Decade. So that leadership is absolutely key. The bond challenge that focuses on forest and landscape restoration is one of the main building blocks of the UN decade. That goal to restore 350 million hectares is, uh, is, is on its way, but a lot more needs to be done. There are commitments now that are, um, that are covering about um, half of that overall goal of 350 million hectares, but more needs to be done to really implement what countries have committed to. And with the UN decade, we hope to also empower a lot of organizations to step up their capacity, whether they're private sector, public, uh, or citizen organizations, NGO, NGOs, uh, civil society, to step up and help implementation of the 350 million hectare goal of the bond challenge. Implementation is now the the key area where we all need to focus. Yes, and, and we discuss also that in terms of new technologies, how they can accelerate the restoration, right? But there, also the, there is also the question that you brought up in our discussions that uh, it's not enough, the new technologies. We need to shift the behaviors too. It's one of your guiding principles. So how do you, would you elaborate, could you elaborate on that? New technologies, and in particular, the digitization of the world gives us a lot of opportunities also for restoration. One example is uh, the, the ease with which now small financial transactions can be made in many developing countries through mobile phones, combined with the monitoring of growing trees over a number of years. It's now technologically feasible to have farmers in Kenya or Tanzania or uh, Malawi plant and look after forest areas. And for every year that the trees survive, there's a small uh, payment uh, being made. So these kinds of technological advances were not uh, possible even just a few years ago. Likewise, the internet gives us enormous opportunity to reach a, a very broad public um, base in support of the UN decade. And that we also fully taking advantage of with the um, digital hub that we're building for the UN decade. So the, but new technologies, as you said, are not enough. Um, first and foremost, ecosystem restoration is still a social challenge that requires often improving environmental governance. It, it requires a new compact for the management of natural resources, sometimes between urban and rural populations. It requires more ecological literacy and awareness of, uh, of all of us in terms of where our food comes from, where our drinking water comes from, the things we often take for granted, but that do rely on healthy and productive ecosystems. Without those, one third of all major cities in the world would run out of drinking water very soon because they come from, the water comes from forests. So we have to be aware that our consumption patterns impact ecosystems, but also the health of ecosystems impacts very much what we consume and especially our food and water and clean air. 
Yes, precisely today at the UN in New York at the General Assembly, uh, the question of water is being discussed. Um, so it is uh, indeed uh, a very important topic too. Um, but what are the challenges, to wrap it up, what are the challenges on financing ecosystem restoration? What programs are in place uh, at the, the UNEP in order to support country members and, and to make synergies with other civil society organizations and the private sector? How much funding UNEP has to roll out programs and what kind of donor engagement in strategic partnerships are you looking for? So both the Global Environment Facility and the Green Climate Fund and also other funds like the World Bank have uh, started large programs on ecosystem restoration. Uh, UNEP also has a growing portfolio of these projects. We have a multi-partner trust fund for the UN decade between UNEP and FAO. But these are very small amounts compared to the overall need. So we must invest these resources in showing how we can unlock private finance, how we can reprogram the economy so that countries, but also companies that rely on natural resources reinvest sufficiently in nature to build rather than deplete their natural capital. In that context, it's actually also very good that the UN adopted the new statistic manual uh, very recently that it now um, allows for the integration of natural capital into the overall national accounting and the national statistics when countries measure national wealth. This is a very important change. So rather than only looking at a country's gross domestic product, you, you also look at the natural capital that a country has or is losing, because that is also important for the long-term wealth of the nation. Thank you very much, Tim Christopherson from the United Nations Environment Program. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much, much Maya.